You stay in Sammy? Okay. Y'all say hi to Sammy. And Alexis? Is it Lexus like the car or Alexis? Alexis. All right. I have Alexis. Don't I? Antique tags on it too. My Lexus has 354,000 miles on it. How many you got on you? Is that being recorded? I hope. Anyway. It is, it is. It is. Okay. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to talk about a subject that, that you, um, you should have some interest in. I mean, I would think. What happens after I die? What happens after I die? You know, there are a lot of different viewpoints on that. You know, there, there really are. Um, and uh, Oh, let me say something, too. Uh, dear, let me be very nice about this. If you have questions during the service, please don't interrupt the service. Just save them for the end because y'all know I will stay and answer every question. But it's weird when you say something and then it's recorded different. They don't hear what's going on. It just sounds really discombobulated. So if you have a question, write it down and I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay till supper time. Okay? We good with that? Say yes. Yes. Okay. All right. We, amen. All right. A lot of <laughs> some of we have all different ex, different viewpoints about uh, about what happens after we die, and uh, it needs to. I mean, we'll talk about some of those things today, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we we'll see what we get. I had a question this week. I got. I have. I have three men that 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 I talk with. Uh, and, and during the week and, and participate in lessons and Bible study, stuff like that. And I respect all of them. And um, I had a question this week, and I've been thinking about things, and I asked all three of them. And, 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 the, the, and one guy answered with some scripture, it was what I wanted, and so he's going to work on some more. The uh, one guy, he said, I can find no scriptural basis to give you a scriptural answer. I have an opinion. And the other guy from California, uh, he said that, uh, he said, those are really good questions. And so let me check into those, and I'll let you know next time we talk. So what I'm trying to say is, there's some questions that you can't get answers to. You know, you, you can get your opinion. I really respect David Reed. He was the one that said, I can find no scriptural base. I told him what I thought and asked him what he thought, and we were in an agreement, but he said, I can find no scriptural basis to support what we believe. That's, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. And so anyway, so just remember that there may be things that you want answers to that God just don't want to give to you because you don't need to know. <laughs> Amen? Anyway. Uh, if you don't believe the word of God, if you don't believe the word of God, you're in trouble. And, and I got these. I'm not going to pass these out to you right now because you, all you do is look at them. Right? If you're just like a little kid, don't look at these. Y'all be looking down like you look at your phone. I have some stuff I'm going to give you after the service. After communion, I have them. All right? And so can y'all remember, remind me to give those to you. They're all nice, and all nice, and you'll, you'll like them. Amen? Little handouts here. I'm assuming that we're all Bible believers. I, I think we are, for the most part. And lots of times people say, what's God's will? What's God's will in this matter? What's God's will here? Today we were praying for healing for people. Uh, and we, I'm going to thank all of you that came out for prayer. Another full room this morning. And sometimes it's God's will to heal you, and sometimes it's not. You have to believe that. I mean, if you don't believe that, then you have your scripture. You, you're back in a word of faith. You're back in a, 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 a faulty belief system. So sometimes God wants to heal. Sometimes he doesn't. Can't explain when. Don't know when. But I still, and you should still pray for it. This is what I'm asking, is it? But you remember being a little kid asking your mom and daddy for something? They said no sometimes. But you still ask, right? You still ask. So there's nothing wrong. God's good with that kind of thing, to ask. The only thing I know about God's will is in 1 Timothy 2, 3. 1 Timothy 2, starting verse 3. 1 Timothy 2, verse 3. 
For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. We just sung that song. I really like that last song we sang. Is God's will is for all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. That's his will. He wants everybody saved. He wants everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus Christ is the truth. There's only one truth. It's Jesus Christ. It didn't say a truth or several truths. He said the truth. The truth, Jesus Christ. He is exclusive. Knowledge. How do you get knowledge? We've talked about this, but I mean, if y'all come every Sunday, we're going to have to do this over. Anyway, but how, knowledge. How do you get knowledge? Study the Word of God. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Thank you. You study the Word of God. How do you study the Word of God? By rightly dividing. Correct. You study the Word. Only the King James says study. The rest of them say something else goofy. But only the King James says you study the Word. Show yourself approved unto God. Don't, be, don't get up and get embarrassed when you, when you get to Him. By rightly dividing the truth. By rightly dividing not wrongly dividing. I talked last week. I still like that. I like that example about the add, subtract, multiply. Remember that? That was a good one. You liked that, didn't you? <coughs> I try. I tried again for those that don't know it. Let's look at. Let's look at. Let's look at. Uh, let's examine scripture uh, mathematically. When you add two numbers, you get a different number, right? If you add two plus two, it's four. Are you supposed to add to the Bible? No. Very plain. Or if you subtract, 4 minus 3, you got what? All right, are you supposed to subtract from the Bible? If you say 3 times 3, you got what? All right, you got more. You got a different number, right? What's the one mathematical process you do and you still up with the, you end up with the same amount? It's just division. It's division. 12 divided by 3 is 4. You still got 3 4s. It's just been divided. Now, even, even Eric got that. <laughs> so, see, that, I mean, I like that. I didn't read that somewhere. I, nobody told me. There may be a faulty logic in that, but it makes sense to me. You can rightly divide. You still got everything still there. It's just divided. You didn't add to it. You didn't subtract from it. You didn't multiply. You just divided. Rightly divide the word of truth. The two major viewpoints of what happens to us when we die. First thing is, it all ends. Some people believe that when you die, it's just over. Boom, that's it. Some people believe there's something after that. Before my dad got born again, he believed we just, it was just over. Just, you just died, you died, that was it. Just like burying uh, an animal in the ground. It just, it's just over. That's what he did believe. But he changed his mind, thank God, before he died. He saw a different, a different viewpoint there. I believe all human beings continue to live. All human beings. Now the question is, where are you going to live? And you know, all of us, every human being is going to get a, another body. The ones in hell are going to get a, another body. See, nobody's in the lake of fire yet. They're in hell, but not the lake of fire. That's the eternal hell. Anyway, we're all going to get new bodies. We're going to talk about our bodies today. And we're all going to live forever. Some of us are going to live in heaven, and some of us are going to live in hell. That's clear. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. And, and the, what's good, what's interesting, what's, I love the Lord for this, is we have a choice. You can pick your home. You get to pick it. And if you don't pick, well, then you still pick. Right? If you don't choose life, if you don't choose to trust Jesus Christ and believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, if you don't believe that and trust that and know his blood paid for your sin, you have chosen eternal damnation. But we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that for crying out loud. We're going to talk about that. What happens? 
after we die. Romans 3.23 says what? All, all, and fall. I don't want to read it. I mean, I know what it says. I'm trying to get y'all to read it too. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Who's all? Are you all? You all? You all? All of us. All right, 623. Gets a little more complicated here. We've all come, we all have sinned. Every single one of us in here. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's a gift waiting for those of us who trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is a gift. There's a gift you have to earn. You have to work for it. You've got to be baptized. It's there. It's a gift that Jesus Christ has provided for us through his death. The wages of sin is death. How many of y'all work? When you go to work, then don't they owe you something? I mean, them up, right? when you work, then you get something in return, right? You go to work and they pay, write you a paycheck. That's why most of you probably work. The wages of sin is death. So when you sin, what you have earned is what? It's not a trick question. When you sin, what have you, what have you earned? Death. Well, what can you do about that? What are you going to do about it? See, <laughs> somebody is going to pay. Somebody is going to pay for your sin. It's not your mama. It's not your daddy. It's not your wife. It's not me. It's not David. Somebody's going to pay. I choose Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has paid my debt, and I have received that gift from him. He paid it all. All to him I owe. He has paid my debt. I have been forgiven. Now, if you don't choose to take Jesus Christ and he become your Savior, and you make him your Savior, trust in his death, burial, and resurrection, then you personally are going to pay for your sin. You're going to pay. And it's going to be eternity forever and ever and ever where the worm never dies. We talked about, hey, please, just a drop of water on my tongue. It's just so hot down here. I mean, you're going to pay. So, but you don't have to. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus Christ did. Amen. Please understand that. Don't be deceived. You see people. Do you ever look at people like on Facebook or the TV? And I mean, they're famous athletes and they're famous actors and they're, they're rich and famous. You ever go like, man, I wish I had something with it. Don't y'all lie. Y'all know I, I never want to be rich. You lie. Who would not want to be rich? Who would want to be? They driving all this. Well, see, you understand at some point, it's all going to be gone. And it's just going to be you and the Lord. Could be different situations. Amen? But try hard to stay focused on eternity. I'm not saying be poor, but I know how most of us think, man, look, I can't believe, look at all that, look at that. And we get distracted sometimes. The lost and the saved are going to live forever. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. <laughs> not going to go to hell and just vanish. You know, you'll be punished. The Bible says in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, God created the no plural, no heavens. It's just heaven. He didn't, he didn't make heavens. He made heaven and earth. Two realms. He made them. He created them. It's interesting. In the process of all this happening, Satan has gone in and he's corrupted both, he's corrupted both of them. He's corrupted heaven and he's corrupted hell. He's brought sin and in, in the earth. He's in, in heaven and earth. He has corrupted both of the realms that God, God made. Uh, and, you know, I'll ask you, don't, don't, well, you can ask me this. Don't just, if you want to raise your hand, you can. How many of you believe Satan's been cast out of, out of heaven right now? Right? Don't raise your hand. Don't do that. I don't want to embarrass you. Um, heaven, the devil has not been cast out of heaven as of today. 
He's still there. It can't be. Heaven's perfect. No, he's there. Don't you remember in Job? He goes up and the Lord says, what are you doing? What are you doing up here? What's going on? He said, I've been around the earth checking things out. He has free reign. The devil is not in hell. He's not in hell. He's on the earth. He's moving around the earth, up in the sky, up in hell. He got all, he's going back and forth everywhere. So he is alive and well. I'll tell you about it later. I'll, make, I'll explain it. I hope well, you understand. Now, God is going to restore. His plan is to restore heaven as it was in the beginning and restore the earth as it was in the beginning. In the beginning, they were perfect. Right? He's going to restore those. And he's going to use the body of Christ, that's believers today, those who believe Paul's gospel, he's going to use the body of Christ to restore the heavens. And he's going to use those that live through the tribulation, uh, that period of time, mostly Jews probably, he's going to take them to restore the kingdom of heaven on earth. So they'll be on earth, we'll be in the heaven. <clears throat> You know, you know that, that prayer, Matthew 6, Matthew, you know that, y'all know what y'all call the Lord's Prayer? Well, let's go there, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, is it 9? I'm going to teach you a little something here. This is a free one. Matthew 6, yeah, yeah. Everybody calls this the Lord's Prayer. This is, this is the, you know, the Lord's Prayer. No, it's not. He's instructing who how to pray this. He's instructing his disciples to pray this. And I, I came up with this this morning as my study, and I think if I say this, it'll make sense to you. This is really the tribulation prayer. You like it? This is really the tribulation prayer. Matthew 6, 9. After this, he says, pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. All of the individuals that did not get raptured are going to be, that are still alive, are going to go through tribulation. It could be you. Hope not. And that kingdom comes. See, they, they know the kingdom's coming. They want their kingdom. They want their heavenly kingdom. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's right. Heaven's fixed. Now we want to have, we want to have the, same, the same relationship, the same quality of life down here. We want, we, want, we want what's up there, that perfection, to come back here to, to the earth, the kingdom, the kingdom on the earth. Give us this day our daily bread. I mean, how many of y'all have prayed that before? You see, it doesn't make any sense. You got to work. You don't get daily bread. You can sit at home, hey, bring me some bread, God. It doesn't make any sense to us. It does if you're in the tribulation. Well, you cannot buy or sell unless you have the mark. You can't get anything to eat unless you take the mark. You take the mark, you're gone. You've committed, you're going to hell. So that's why he says, that's part of that prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Has he ever done that before in the Bible? Has God ever given his people daily bread in the Bible? Sure he has. What'd you call it? For a year, 40 years. They got tired of it until they wanted some quail. And they didn't have enough quail to eat until it came out their nose. They had, they had like three foot, I mean, they had more meat they could eat. So he can definitely provide daily bread. You see why it makes sense now? Not for you to pray. Well, you know, your kingdom coming will be done. I ain't going to be here. I'm going to be up there. I hope you are too. Give us this day our daily bread. And what's the next thing? Forgive us our debts, we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, for, but deliver us from evil. Please don't, we, we're suffering through this, we're in the tribulation now, please don't lead, get us out of this temptation. We don't want to take the mark. I told you one time, a, a guy told me that he believed you could go, he was his hypothesis that you could take the mark on your hand or your fore, right hand or your forehead. What's the mark? 666, okay? And, and so you could do that. And then he believed that you could cut your hand off or, what, or you could have a, like a tattoo cover-up and, and you'd be good. I don't believe that at all. You take the mark, you took the mark. You take the mark, you take the mark. It's done. You can't cover it up. You can't cut your hand off. It's done. That's what I believe. 
So hopefully, none of us get in that position. You don't have to. Now, <laughs> I believe we're going to be raptured up. I believe we'll be raptured up before the tribulation, the dead and those alive. We're going to get a new body. We're going to get, we get, the, we get a new body. See, your old body has either been the grave or it's been cremated. And that's a body of sin. That body can't go to heaven. That's why I got to have a new body, a celestial body. And then right after that, you're going to receive, you're going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. Not for your salvation, but to determine your reward. And I've taught this wrong, and I'm going to confess it. The Bible never says rewards. It only says reward, singular. Get that one straight. It never says rewards. I've taught that wrong years and years and years. You got to read your Bible. You see, even I got to read my Bible. One reward, and I'll explain what I think that is in just a minute. Now, go to Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. Your body is going to be redeemed. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Ephesians 1, 13, 14. In whom we have also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom, after, whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That right there is your eternal life. Once you believe, it's sealed. Any y'all have a vacuum sealer? Once it's sealed, it's sealed. You are sealed the, day, the moment you believe. You're sealed in Christ. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. You're going to be redeemed. Your body's going to be redeemed. Go to, go to 430, Ephesians 430. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. There's going to be a day of redemption for all believers. A day of redemption. And you're going to be sealed until that day. That's why people say you lose your salvation. They're, they're crazy. They're nutty. You're, you're going to live your whole life in torment. You don't have to. The Bible shows you have eternal life. You can't lose it and give it away. You can't. I used, to say you, you could, I used to say you could jump out of this. Well, see, let me ask you this then. What about the people who you see, they, you know, they're believers, and all of a sudden they go off the deep end, and they're doing dope and screwing around and just, you know, just bad stuff. Are they still saved? Are they still saved? Well, sure they are. You can't lose your salvation. You see, I know lots of people, if you looked at them, you'd say they're born again, but if you talk to them, they're not. They act the part, they look the part, smell the part, but they're not, they're not, they're not there. Now, how's it all work out? God works it all out. There'll be a day where you'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and you're going to, somehow, you're going to pay for all the bad deeds and the good deeds and whatever. He judges all that. He makes it straight, but you still, you, you can't lose your salvation. It's not going to happen. Um, Romans 8, 23 that messes your mind if you think about that. I can't believe that. Look how I've lived. Well, it's, you're saved by grace. It's not a works. You're saved by grace, the grace of God. If you see how much he loved you for that, you've got to understand that's how you're saved. Not what you did. Romans 8, 23. Are you telling me I can do anything I want to? Yes, you can. You can do whatever you want to. God's going to work all that out. I ain't God. He'll work it all out. 823. Bible says, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. We as believers are going to get a new celestial body that will enable us to live in heavenly realms. I don't think there's oxygen up there. Like I said, everybody's going to get a body, but we want this celestial body, this body that's going to be redeemed. Our body can't go to heaven. Our old body can't go to heaven. 
You know, I was thinking about people talking about, should I be cremated, should I be buried, whatever. But you know, all you're doing, I got to talk to a lady at a funeral home, well, no, at, at, a, at a burial park the other day, and it made pretty good sense to me. You know, all cremation did is just speed up your process. <laughs> right? Yes. You, you're going to be dust. I mean, it might be a thousand years, but you, you just speeded it up, okay? So don't let people come and tell you. You do what you want to do. You make your own choice, and if you're saved, you're saved. Right? All right. <clears throat> if we get our body, we're going to get a reward. Go to 1 Corinthians 3. I believe we're raptured before the tribulation. Now, there are people who disagree with that. I ain't going to argue with them. There are people, one of the guys I study with, they don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. But I still study with him. I still agree with him. Right? You don't have to agree with that. You ain't got to agree with everything I say. You say, I, don't, I believe we're going to be raptured in the, in the middle of the tri tribulation period. And some people say, ah, oh, there's no such thing as rapture. Rapture is not a word in the Bible. Well, neither is Trinity. The Trinity's correct. Don't, don't, don't fall. People start telling you goofy stuff. Oh, there's no such thing as a rapture because it's not in the Bible. Well, like I said, go find me Trinity in the Bible. Don't y'all believe the Trinity is true? Father, Son, Holy Ghost, it's demonstrated over and over and over. So don't get caught up when people try to stump you a little bit. What did I say? 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Paul wrote, I've planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So that neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his, say it, own labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Go to verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay other that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. Now if any man built up on this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, semicolon, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and that fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which is built thereupon, if anything's left over, he shall receive a reward. If, it, if any man's work shall be burned, he's going to lose it, but he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. There's your example. You're still saved, but you, if you had your worst were any good, they just all got burned up. You're still saved. It's right there in the Bible. It's just, it's right there plain as day. Now, oftentimes, uh, what's the reward referred to? It's a word. Huh? Ah, excellent. Sweet, man. You, did you drink some coffee? You must have had a, a one. Yeah, good deal. A crown. Our rewards are often mentioned as, as a crown. What's a crown a symbol of? Royalty. Authority. That's two in a row. I, gotta... I mean, you, you're going to get, we're going to get a crown. I hope all of us get a crown. And that, that's, that's our position of authority. See, we're going to be doing something in heaven. We're going to be the, floating around. You know, I don't, we, I, we're gonna be, I don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to have, depending on how we have worked for the Lord here on the earth, he is going to determine, uh, here's your crown and here's your crown. I know what's going to be like private, sergeant, you know, second bird, or four bird, all them, I don't know what them things are. But anyway, I don't know how it's all going to work, but we're going to be given a reward. And I believe it's going to be a crown. And that's going to determine what we do in our position in heaven. It says a crown is an ornament worn on your head. It's a badge of power, authority. I think it's going to be a position of authority. So we're going to have, we're going to be raptured, I believe. The dead be called up. See, Jesus ain't coming back then. He's coming in the clouds. Remember, we're going to meet him in the clouds. We're all going to meet. How's that going to work? I don't know. I don't know whether it's going to be quick. I don't know whether they're going to just go up. I don't know how it's going to be. Because I, I, you can see that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, dead people came out of the ground, remember? Walked around for a few days. I can't explain that one. They did, though. But anyway, I don't know whether to go just like that. It says in a twinkling of an eye. Well, I, I think that's a change. 
I don't think that's a transport. You can disagree with that all you want to. Right? The twinkle of an eye is fast. I think that's how fast we're changed and get our new bodies. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to agree. Nope, no problem. So then we're going to go to the judgment seat of Christ and we're going to, uh, we're going to get a crown. We're going to take our position in heaven based on our crown. Now, like I told you earlier, bad things are going to happen to Satan. In the end, he's going where? The lake of fire. Hell is different than the lake of fire. Lake of, right? A lot of people in hell now, they haven't gone to the white throne judgment, the non-believers, who they'll go to the white throne judgment and then with a new body, and then they'll be cast into the lake of fire for eternal punishment. That's where Satan's going to be as well. And all his little minions will be there with him. Everything I can read, in hell, you're going to be punished according to the sin you've committed. Remember, your sin hasn't been forgiven yet, right? Because you went to hell, you didn't accept Jesus Christ. And everything I can read and I study is you're going to be punished based on your sin. So if you do that, who is going to be punished harsher than anybody in hell? Satan. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's obviously has done the most sin. And so he'll be put. I mean, I can't imagine what his punishment would be. I can't even, I can't comprehend it. But he's going to get, he's going to get what's due. Go to, uh, go to Revelation 12. Revelation 12. Seven. Revelation 12, 7. And there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Who's the dragon? And the dragon fought his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, the little serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels cast out with him. This is in Revelation. This hadn't happened yet. This is prophecy. This has not happened. He's going to cast to the earth. Why is he going to cast him to the earth? Why do you think he's going to cast him to the earth? Why is he just going to put him in hell, put him in a lake of fire? Now it gets complicated now. It gets complicated, so if it's too much, just shut down and come back, okay? You know, you, you know some people, when it, when, it gets, when it gets a little too complicated, their mind just quits working. But if you're not careful, they don't come back. And so I have the ability. <laughs> I can shut down when overload, but I can pay attention and come back when, it, when I can catch back up. That makes sense. You know what I'm talking about? You, you can't take oh, it's too much. I can't take it. Oh, just be quiet for a minute and come back. Well, <clears throat> during the millennial reign, after tribulation, after Armageddon, after all this fight and everything going on, there's going to be a thousand-year reign on the earth, right? We agree with that, right? Millennial reign. Are there going to be people born then? I think so. Well, wait a minute. But wait a minute, Pastor Martin. The devil has been sealed up in the bottomless pit for those thousand years. So if there's no devil, then how can there be any evil in the world? If you have just some basic knowledge, I don't need the devil to do something wrong. I don't need the devil to sin. I can sin just fine, make my own decisions. We good? And so he ends up letting him out. After a thousand year reign, God lets the devil out. He comes back and gets everybody who rebelled, who didn't believe in Jesus Christ. He was a God. He gets all them together, and then that's when God knows who's who. And then, it, then it's, it's bad news. That's why I let them back out. That's what I believe. Uh, and then he, then he ends up 
judgment at the white throne judgment going to the, into the uh, lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Now, some of you are going to say, wait a minute, though. And Luke, and Luke, it says, Jesus said, I saw Satan. Oh, Luke, let's go there. Let's try Luke 10. I'm gonna, this, I hope this puts it together for you. Luke 10. This will confuse you if you're not careful. Luke 10. 18. Okay, let's go 17. Luke 10, 17. And the 70 disciples returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said to them, Jesus said this to the 70, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. They say he was cast down. Say he fell. What I believe that is, he lost a lot of his authority. That didn't, it didn't say he was cast out. And if Jesus already seen that, he couldn't have seen the fight with Michael and the angels of Revelation because that hadn't happened yet. Two different events. He lost his authority, and he did. Y'all know he already lost his authority. In Job, he's already lost his authority. I saw him fall like lightning, but it's, it's not. It's just he became a, he was a traitor then, and so he lost a lot of his authority. You know, you know, <laughs> Satan can't do anything unless God allows it. Y'all do know that, don't you? He, he can. I mean, he don't, he don't run around and tell God what to do. Messes up, mess up your theology a little bit. Well, I'm, I, I got a real bad disease. You saying God did that? I've said no. Satan did it, but God had allowed him to do it. He can't run around and do what he wants to do. He, he, he's created being. And why it all happens, I don't know. Can't answer that? That's a question I can't come up with. You don't have a good answer for. <clears throat> now, that's why do you realize that Satan, the devil, is just a tool of God? He just uses him for what he wants to accomplish. No more, no less. Remember, he said, remember when he came and said, hey, can I go? Oh, yeah, Job sucks up to you. Yeah, let, let me go down and do something to him. He'll, he'll call, he won't do anything. He'll, he'll re renounce you and say he don't believe. Okay, well, you go down and take everything he has. Don't hurt his body. Don't kill him. Comes down, takes everything. Job was faithful. Right? See, when Satan said it, he, he was like daring God, like, yeah, you think you're such a hot shot. Well, let me go down there and hurt him a little bit. Let me go down there and take everything he's got. He won't be following you after that. That's an insult to God. And God knew the truth. All right, try it. Then, then that didn't work, did it? He lost everything. He lost his, he lost his house. He lost his, all, his, all his animals. He lost all his crops. Lost all his family except his wife. And then Job comes back and says, well, you know, he, yeah, he still trusts you and all like that. But let me, go, let me go hurt his body and put some sores on some boils on it and see what he does. He came back, put the boils on it. Remember that? Job, Job stayed true the entire time. You have to understand, you have to understand that God's in control of everything. But why this happens, that happens, I don't know. But I know what his will is, that all of us be saved and all of us come to the knowledge of the truth. That's his will. That's the only will I know. That's good enough, though, for me. I think about, look, how has how God used Satan? Well, how many perverted Bibles are there out there now? 1520. The words change, the words change, the words change. If he can change your word and get you reading something that's not true, I mean, that's an awesome way to go. Simple to do. What about Christian music? Does that term even exist anymore? I'm very serious. Is there such a thing as Christian music? Play me some songs. I want to hear them. New ones. I mean, I'm today. Most of them are all about you and how you're gonna, you know, you could you could take the words out and, and put them in and for your 
for your boyfriend or girlfriend and be the same song. Christian music is, ter- it's, it's, it's un- most of it's ungodly. That's why we do more hymns than we do other stuff. And some hymns aren't really good either. <laughs> I read some of that stuff. What's the Dove Awards? What's that thing they did with the, and, and they had people on there that I couldn't even believe. They had people winning stuff and then they'd, they'd ch- ch- go to their Facebook page. You go, oh my gosh. How could that person even stand on the stage? Christian music is, what about sexes? Am I a man? Am I a woman? I'll be whatever I want to be. I want to be a woman. You see how Satan has perverted that, right? Remember years ago, this would be for the older people probably, remember when they first put homosexuals on TV and we thought it was funny, didn't we? Remember? You, you remember that? It was so funny because, you know, all, he's, he's effeminate and we all laughing about everything because it was funny. Do you see how that was designed? Then all of a sudden we, that's funny, you're the guy. And then, they, then all of a sudden now you, you see people kiss all kinds of stuff on there. Now it's, 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 it's if you don't agree with it, there's something wrong with you. Right? I mean, you're, you're, you, you, there's something wrong with you. You, you think it's okay. And, and, and when we, it's not okay. God's, God's word's never changed. All these things, see, God has allowed Satan to do, make all these different devices, you know, the word, the music. And music is probably the most powerful venue, probably more powerful than the word, because almost everybody listens to music. You ever listen to music and watch, like, what's that? The American Idol or some of those things, and you listen to somebody sing and you just get goosebumps. Right, right. I mean, your skin, I mean, I, I go, oh, my, I mean, you know, goosebumpy and stuff. And they sing about the Lord. Music has a tremendous power over you. He's used that quite a bit too. So I, I don't know if there's such a thing as Christian music. Today, I could be wrong, but that's sort of where I stand. He's messed up our doctrine. You have the prosperity gospel. You've had all these different, different doctrines that people believe in, in goofy things. Satan has done a tremendous damage on our, on our church. We like to have our ears tickled, don't we? I like to get my ears tickled. Oh, I, oh, I felt, me so, felt so good. We're all going to pay. I want to do one more thing. How many of you have been taught? Be careful, don't, don't raise your hand. I was taught, need it that way. I was taught that in the end, in the battle of Armageddon, right? After, right? You follow me? After tribulation, when everybody, everybody's fighting, that I, as a believer, because I'm, I'm already gone, I mean, I'm, the tribulation has happened, I believe I'm in heaven. I was told and been taught that I was going to be in the army of God that came back. Were some of you taught that as well? I mean, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to be right there with Jesus. I'm going to come back and I'm going to fight. I'm going to be right there with him. Well, I'm going to show you that that's not true. I'm going to attempt to show you in a word that's not true. Think I could do it? Some of you probably don't think so. Everywhere in the Bible that the Bible talks about an army of God, it's referring to angels. Everywhere. Everywhere. We're not in God's army. I know we can sing songs, but we're just because it's in the song, we'll make it right. God's got plenty enough army without us. He, he's, got some, he's got some serious warriors. Now, go to Revelation 19, and then we'll go to communion. I'm going to teach some on communion, too. I've taught communion wrong for so long. Then we'll fix all that for you, too. You're going to be amazed, I think. Anyway, I, I, I really think you, I think when we do communion today, you're going to hear something. You're going to go, well, that's, now that makes sense. Revelation 19, 11. I saw heaven open, behold, a white horse, and he set upon him, was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, 
and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Who is that? Who is that? Jesus. He's the Word. He's the Word. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Okay, there are people who say, that's us. We're coming back, man. We're going to come back. We're going to have, I don't know what we're going to have to fight with, but we're going to come back. We're going to be with Jesus, and we're going to come in. Man, we're going to defeat all these bad guys and all these demons, and we're going to win. Go with me to Jude 14. People say, it's coming back with the saints. Coming back with the saints. Saints can be Christians and can be angels. Jude 14. This will settle this one, I hope. Can you, pr- can you prove that? I think I can. Jude 14. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam. That means seven generations from Adam. That means that's a long time ago. Right? Enoch was born a long time ago. Did Enoch ever die? No. Prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly upon them all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and all of their hard speeches, etc., etc., etc. Now, wait a minute. If Enoch prophesied right here, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints, he could not be talking about us. He prophesied this before the mystery program had even been revealed to Paul. He has to be talking about angels. He knew nothing about us being saved as grace believers, rightly dividers. Y'all see that? This proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're not coming back. Jesus is going to bring his angels with him. Enoch did not understand they were going to have a dispensation of grace. Remember the interruption of the, of, of the prophetic program? Now we're in the mystery program. Enoch knew nothing of that. He was seven generations from Adam. He had no idea about Paul, about the grace message. You, you know, the grace message just came with Paul. Understand that. When, when Paul wrote, started writing in Romans to Philemon, that's where the grace message developed. Enoch did not have access to that information. I want you to see now. So somebody comes to you and says, oh, we're going to come back. You can argue if you want to. Say, no, I don't think so. We're not. I don't think so at all. Amen? Do you at least, you don't have to agree, but do you see it? Do you see the point? All right. I want to make sure we do. Make sure we do. <clears throat> Not us. If you've ever got a problem, Jude is just one chapter, and you can go right there, and it should settle your mind. You might have to pray on that just a little while to get things worked right, right with you, but you, you, you can. See, you have to study to where you're persuaded. Like, there are guys, I, there's one guy I listen to, I agree with about 75% of what he says. And he know, we talk, I mean, we, we talk to one another. We talk Friday. And I told him I don't agree. And he's trying to convince me, but I haven't been convinced yet. He's different than the other two. The other two believe something different. Remember I told you about the three guys? There's nothing wrong with listening to somebody you don't agree with. There's one thing you, you better have straight, though, is how you're saved. You got that part good, we're good, Right? I don't care whether you're Baptist, man. I don't care what it, what it is. It makes no difference. If you believe what the denomination makes no difference, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you believe that, by grace you're saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is, the, it, is the, it is the gift of God, not of works. We got so many people today still think they got to do something. I got to do this. You have insulted Jesus Christ. You, he went to the cross we're going to have communion. We'll talk about it right. He went to the cross, was crucified, nails, blood, beat, spit, punched, everything, stabbed in the side, humiliated, made fun of. All his disciples left him. They've been with him the entire time. They've seen all the miracles and all the healings, and then he gets arrested, and they run. 
Peter denies him many times. I don't know who he is. And then finally, right at the, the, the cock crows, remember that? And then right, right after that, then he said, then Jesus looked at Peter, and Peter, their eyes met. And what did Peter do? He fell out and cried like a baby. Because he realized he had actually, Jesus already told him what he's going to You're going to deny me. No, I am not. I'll die for you. I'll die for you. Oh, you're going to deny me. Before the, and then when he does, I, I, gosh, I can just see that. And then Jesus, I can see him like his, Jesus looking back at him. And then, and then their eyes meet. Man, I, I don't know what would happen. I, don't, I, I, I know I'd have, I'd, cried. I'd have cried too. He knew it. Well, I got to do something else, preacher, because I, 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 I got to be baptized. I got to, and my, my preacher told me this. My parents told me that. Or, you don't have to be for crying out loud. That's Old Testament. You want to be? Fine. We can go over to Gary's hot tub. We can get baptized in that if you want to. You got to back up running. You can't get in yet, can you? Oh, you can now? Oh, good. Okay. You can do all kinds of things, but it's not going to save you. If you think that baptism has anything to do with your salvation, you have insulted the death, brother, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You said, what you did, Jesus, more than enough. Now i got to go be baptized to be saved. That's so crazy. It's, it's just terrible thinking. But, I mean, it's pervasive. It's all around us. It's all around us. And, they, and I can lose my salvation. Oh, did I lose my salvation today? You don't have to live like that. God's going to make it all right. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. It's absolutely true. There are no errors. There are no contradictions. There are no mistakes in it. We know that, Lord. You are the word, Jesus. You are the word. And you never change. We're not going to add it. We're not going to take away. We're not going to multiply it. But you are teaching us how to rightly divide the word. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.